The potter and the clay. This may be a comforting passage or give us a warm fuzzy, God is the potter, I am the clay. But when we really take in the semantic, it's kind of aggressive. And that can challenge our view of God. Potter and clay are a metaphor of God's relationship with creation and continues beyond this passage in Jeremiah. We see God's grace here as we put ourselves in a context. Remember Hosea, Amos, and Elijah taking us through Israel's prophecies in the 8th and 7th centuries BC. Jeremiah lived in the 6th century and is known as the weeping prophet. He was still two centuries after these other guys were warning Israel to get its act together, urging people to return to God. 200 years. Is God patient or what? This passage in a tandem is showing God's transcendence and eminence, God's other and beyond out there-ness, and God's intimate presence with us individually and corporately. I feel like I've talked a lot about God's emotional life lately, but here in this prophecy to Israel, we hear of God's thought life, the mind of God. And it may disturb or encourage us to hear that God can change God's mind. This assertion that God can change God's mind is not an inconsistency. It pushes on this tandem of transcendence and eminence. God lives outside of time and in time at the same time. An illustration to help us dial into this is to imagine all of creation through all of the past and present and future as a line, just a line. God is present to the entire line at the same time. All of everything. And if you imagine each moment of time as a dot on that line, God is present also to each dot, each moment individually, fully present. We hear the intimacy of that in our psalm appointed for today. You have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. God is present to all of the line, everything, and all of the dots, every moment, all of time in each moment, transcendence and eminence. In our Jeremiah passage, we are hearing of dot moments, eminence, which can give the appearance in our limited understanding of God changing God's mind. But God already knows what is what because God is transcendent. I've made this sound a bit tidy, but let us not forget we humans are so limited and so unable to comprehend so much. Back to the metaphor, potter and clay. We can make some observations from what is described. We hear the clay may be broken and destroyed because it is spoiled or the clay may be planted and built up because it is not spoiled. What do we know? We know the problem is not with the potter, but with the clay. We know the potter is committed to the clay. We hear the potter does not throw the clay away when something is wrong, but works with it and forms it and transforms it. We see the commitment of the potter. The potter, God, is powerful, attentive, and responsive. We also see the centrality of relationship. God does not throw us away and start over or put us in the kiln to forever keep us in the same form. 
we also glimpse in this dot moment of illustration the handling of our stuff, our values, commitments, our lifestyles. Not only God's response, but what we do or not do. Verse 8 in this passage talks about people turning from evil. The primitive word used here is the root of the word repent in Hebrew, to turn. God may foster our turning, but we are also responsible to turn, to repent, really to choose to follow God. And in our illustration of the dot and the line, the challenge can be shown as living not for the dot, for the moment, but for living for all of it, the line, for the way God sees it. We tend to only see the dot. This tandem of transcendence and eminence underlines to us that we are small creatures, and God is big and in charge. As clay, we see that we have the ultimate problem with sin, and it continues in our lives, so we need help. We need the potter. We need to be formed and transformed. We also see our responsibility, that what we do matters, not in a condemnation, make God angry kind of way, but in a responding to God's great love with love kind of way, a knowing that we are part of more, the all of our eternal destiny. We naturally tend to hear these kinds of things really individually. Our society is very individualistic, so that is our go-to and how we interpret things. But this passage in Jeremiah, as well as our Luke passage today, they're corporate to a people group, to a large crowd. We have a corporate identity before God, much more than we realize. What we corporately do matters. We together are clay. God to us together is our potter. In addition to this insight about God's nature and character, we see about ourselves that as we journey in life, we, in our relationship with all that is the dot and all that is the line, is dynamic, not static. It is always changing for good or ill. Our persons are not static, not still, not in character and lifestyle. We are never in one place forever. We are always dynamically moving toward or away from God. Our decisions, lifestyles, commitments, soft clay, forming and transforming. We've talked about that before concerning us as individuals, but what we glean here today about us as humans and is found throughout scripture is that our corporate life is also dynamic and not static. We never show up fully and end becoming corporately. This means that in each concentric circle that we live our lives in as individuals contributes to the kind of clay we are together. Spouses and partners, nuclear families, extended families, work, offices and departments, churches, the parish, neighborhoods, cities. All of us are dynamically contributing to the concentric circles of our lives every day, for good or for ill. That may cause us pause. Our takeaways are interesting today. God is more than we thought, and we are less than we thought. And we have a responsibility not only to ourselves, but to others, so that we can become all that God has designed us to be together. 
which is a lot. At the end of our psalm appointed for today, not a part of the reading, may be a helpful prayer to take with us into our dailiness as we move before our transcendent and eminent God and seek to dynamically participate in our daily lives for good. Here are verses 22 and 23. These are found on page 795 in our prayer books. Search me out, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my restless thoughts. Look well whether there be any wickedness in me, and lead me in the way that is everlasting. Amen.